0: Welcome to The Real Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Tasse. Uh, With me today, we've got Kyle Miller from Mortgage Brokers Ottawa. Before we jump into our conversation today about mortgages, interest rates, monthly payments, house prices, all of that fun stuff that you're looking for, uh, feel free, please, to uh, like the uh, video, share it with any friends who you think might find this valuable or interesting, and subscribe to the page so you can keep up to date with all of these videos as well as see some new listings before they hit MLS. Uh, and of course, you can book a an appointment directly with me, uh, and I think Kyle, you've got a Calendly link in your email as well. So we'll we'll set your Calendly link right down below in the comments on YouTube. Uh, Follow us. uh, If you're watching us on YouTube, that's great. If you're hearing us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can go over and check out the YouTube uh, video for it because we're going to have some visual effects uh, for this, specifically some things that we'll be referencing uh, when we're we're going through. Um, So yeah, that's the uh, housekeeping stuff out of the way. Um, I've known Kyle probably for, I'd say it's got to be at least 20 years we're getting older uh we very first met uh in in what was likely our first sales job uh (laughs) that's awesome selling knives door to door with uh with i still have my full butcher's block set man i don't know about you
1: (laughs) i i told my wife i'm like if this thing doesn't work someday i'm leaving with the dog and my knives like that's it Apparently I didn't bring anything else, but the knives are coming with me. They, that, and they're still sharp. Look, I'm still cutting stuff 20
0: years later with these knives and, you know, great, great, great sales training, right? Uh, and and understanding how to uh, be a sales uh,
1: professional without being cheesy, right? Being someone who, who, who helps. I think the product helps a lot, right? The product helps and it was the, but it was the passion too. Like for some reason at 19, 18, 19, 20 years old, we were convinced, and still are, obviously, that this is the best thing since sliced bread, or two sliced bread, like whatever. But it was, and they are, like they still are. So it was an easy thing when you learned that the passion was real, and you were just believing it. You weren't selling. You're just showing people how cool knives were.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're a twenty year old guy showing up at somebody's house with a with a red rollout of of different knives. It's a weird look altogether. But yeah, it was uh, a penny. Yeah, the pennies. Yeah, I have two of those. That's great. Um, So now we've both progressed on to different things. Obviously, we both have a passion for people, a passion for helping people out. And we're both in uh, sales streams. Obviously, um, Kyle, a professional mortgage broker. I'm a real estate broker. Um, you know, two two salespeople who are broker. Uh, <laughs> um, so, so tell us a little bit about yourself, Kyle. What you've done over the last, uh, you know, building out your business and and uh, where you find yourself uh, today, and and you know, what what makes you
1: qualified to talk about stuff about mortgages. Uh, well, I I guess I've seen a lot. I've been in the business now for about 13 years. Um, and- I started off actually part-time as I was trying to exit a couple other, uh, jobs that I was in, um, and slowly got rid of two other jobs to take this on full-time. Uh, and that was starting back in 20, 2010, 2011. So we're, uh, we're, we're in that space. That's how long we've been in the space. Uh, well over 200, um, 200 on our way to $300 million worth of mortgages, which I sometimes in the space, people are like, ah, it's not that much. I'm like. It is when 90% of it came in the last six years. <laughs> so that was that was good. Um, and uh, I mean, probably close to a 1,000 clients, I guess. So we've done a lot of deals, seen a lot of things, definitely through the auto market, and um, seen a lot of changes. And I think that's interesting. The biggest thing is every year that I've been in business, there's been some type of change, whether it be rules, market, interest rate, something that says, a deal I did a year before, I couldn't do again today the same way. So seeing all those changes roll has been great for development. It's been great for just um, explaining to people how it works, and um, just showing the fact that you know this isn't your mom's mortgage time. This isn't your uncle's market. This isn't your grandpa's market. It's not even your sister's market from two years ago. So that constant evolution and change is what we live in, and uh, part of the fun, part of the downfall, but. That's what it is. So
0: I think, I think it makes us uniquely able to serve our clients today. Right. You hear about uh, you, you hear about some people who are, uh, you know, dropping the ball or things aren't happening. But, you know, when guys like you and me were in it all the time, um, we're, you know, we're living and breathing this stuff. Right. It's what we wake up looking at when we go to sleep thinking about, you know, and people are saying, oh, I saw this game or I watched this thing or I did this, whatever. And I'm like, I'll tell you about the real estate deal that I just, you know, read about that blew up on the on this forum that we talk about for like legal issues and and and, and matters. That's the yeah. s- Gets me excited, you know what I mean. So yeah, I hear you. Like we're we're both sort of all in about it, and uh, I think it's one thing for me that uh, I'm 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 super happy to have you have you here and talking about it. So um, at the time that we're recording this, they just yesterday announced the uh, the rate increase. So that was the sort of the the catalyst to say, yeah, let's let's find uh, let's find Kyle and (laughs) chat about it. Um, And and that is the sixth. Is it the sixth this year? The fifth. Seven consecutive. Seven. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Um, that's that's been that's been big. That's been the top, like that's been the, the
1: the whole conversation for
0: 2022,
1: rate right, pumps. Yeah. And and um yeah, and I mean there's there's no there's no sugarcoating it, right? Like um I've seen my payment personally jump, you know, uh twelve hundred bucks. Like I'll just say it. Like that's what my payments done in my mortgage, because I'm in a variable rate mortgage. I think the thing to note though, really. And as a, I don't say a warning, but definitely something as a disclaimer to people too is, because um, I get very passionate about certain things. Not inter- what interest rates, yes, but it's that the the prime rate was increased yesterday for the seventh time, and that will directly affect people who have a variable rate mortgage or home equity lines of credit, anything tied to prime. But all the rates uh, have not moved up. Right. So fixed rates and variable rates move on different metrics, if you will. They affect each other in the end, but at the same time, not necessarily. So, as prime was getting ready to move from January to now, that's when we saw a big spike in fixed rates. And as of today, as of yesterday, even though they increased the prime rate, a lot of the fixed rates have actually started to drop. So, it, when people come out and say rates are moving, all the rates moved, they're wrong. They haven't all moved. They've already moved some direction, but they didn't all move yesterday. So it's a big key for people to look at your situation, your term, your mortgage, your whatever it is, to see if something affects you. Because it may not affect you, right? And it's that clickbait and just that narrative of just like, of like this one thing is all of it. And it's not. Um, doesn't make it any less impactful. It just it, it people really have to take stock of their situation and how this thing affects them, or it doesn't. It's going to affect everybody at some point because people that you know have rates of less than two percent that they got over the last two years, they'll have to renew someday. Yeah, good for you. They'll have to renew someday, right? Yeah. Um, people that just people that just got into the market because there's nothing wrong with still getting into the market. They're going to be wondering, like, well, if rates start to come back down, how is that going to affect them in two, three, four years? So it's always going to affect you at some point. But if we worry about today, what's happening today, maybe you're not affected at all. Right. Yeah. So I guess yeah. that's a there's some disclaimer in there.
0: I, yeah, if if i if I remember what I heard correctly is that the the five year fixed rate has come down uh, slightly uh, because the bond yields are going down. so the five- year fixed rate is going not. I mean, it's not going like it was five point two nine and now it's like five point one five or something like that. Like it's not drastic. Yeah. Uh but, you know that 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 is that is sort of painting a picture. Like you said, okay, great. The, yeah, not great. The variable rates have gone up by by a half point, but maybe some of the the posted fixed rates are coming down a little bit. So it's it's like you said, for each person, it's different in each situation. Um, but there's this whole overarching um, idea or 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 fear that people said, oh well, you know, it's like Chicken Little, like the, not the sky is falling. The rates are increasing. The rates are increasing. Well, and 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 yeah. people thinking well, that means, you know, that means that house prices are going to come down. And so as a result, we're seeing a lot of people sort of waiting, sitting, sitting by and waiting, sitting on the, on the sidelines, right? Buyers who aren't, who could be buying, who could be buying and are not buying
1: because they're waiting for the prices to come down even further. Yeah. And it's, and I mean, I think we both, I don't think there's any, no lying about prices having fallen, values having changed since you know, December of last year yeah, right? right, or January of this year, let's say. So it's just, a bit, but I, I also think it depends on, there's a mentality there too that has to be addressed with a lot of us. And it's like, what's the point? Like, what are you buying the house for? Right. Um, Cause if you're buying it to live in it and live in it for probably a decent amount of time, right. Do you, yes. You care about the value of your house but it actually won't affect you today, right? Right. Like the value of my house going down X amount of dollars from last year to now doesn't do anything to me, right? If I'm not refinancing, if I'm just living there, I got to pay somewhere to live, right? And now it might actually be a little bit cheaper to just own that house than it is to rent, (laughs) right? So if the mentality is you're going to cash out your house as an ATM, no, you probably got hurt, very much so. Um, but if you're just, if you're living there and that's the place for a while, like you're going to, you, you, you're probably in a fine position. Yeah. I,
0: well, it's like, it's like the stock market. If you're holding your stock, it, it only, it only starts to matter when you're, when you're thinking about selling it. Right. Um, and, and so I think some people are saying, oh no, you know, again, the prices are falling the prices are falling. So I better sell and get out. Well, no, you, like you just. Just like you said, you have to live somewhere, so just just stay there. There are some people, some investors, some house flippers that have been really stuck holding the bag. You know that bought in. I'd say the peak was probably in March, uh, March April, uh, and then you know since then the average price has probably fallen about two hundred thousand dollars to now. So that's I mean that's 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 a fall from grace. We're talking about twenty five percent drop now we're still in line with 2021 prices, right? So like 2022 went like this and like this. And, you know, 2021 started here we went like this and like this and we're back here again. So you can't see this on, if you're only listening (laughs) to to the audio, Uh, but, you know, just you can, you can make sense of it, I'm sure.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And it's, yeah, and it's, uh, and that's, I mean, that is part of it. That's part of, I don't want to say the game, but again it's the it's the mentality of it right and it's it's I think in my world anyways, right I think if there's a big split between not what you do and what I do, but d- different ends of the customer part is is real as a real estate broker real estate agent you guys get to handle have to manage handle the, the massive emotional side of what goes on on my side it's it's my realm and my duty my job to make sure people understand the numbers and how this works, right? Like we're, we're conditioned that the lowest rate is going to get you the best payment. And in essence, I can't argue that. Yes. However, a, sm- a slight lower payment doesn't necessarily negate you a massive amount of savings, right? right? And um, a, slight change, a slight change in interest rate isn't going to save you or cost you an absolute ton of money. It could look like it or right, but and it might feel like it will, but when we put the numbers out there, it's not, it's it sometimes isn't as drastic as they as people think it will be. Um, and and that's and again, that's the difference is everybody's saying the rates are up, then everything is up, or the rates went up 50 points, so everything's gonna double or something like that. And really, yes, they're up, but we look at your situation it hurts but maybe it hurts a little bit less cuz we actually did the work to to sort that out. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Um and to that same point uh you shared a chart with me before. I'm going to put it up on the up on the screen here. Um just so that if you are watching on um uh, on on YouTube you can see here um, and this was great right the average price in in March 2022 in Ottawa was uh 850 the average price in october 2022 was uh, 670 um, I just looked at the numbers for uh November they posted the numbers for november 22 and they're 650. so I mean we're talking a, a, a drop in price of two hundred thousand dollars. the interest rate in March 3.09 interest rate now, point two nine again. I think it's down to like five, and it, they're different, right? Every every place is 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 different. Uh, you can't really say this
1: is the rate, right? Um, but yeah. there's five, caveats. There's caveats to this stuff for sure. We just, right. but we got to pick one at least. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So
0: the, the 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 qualification rate in March was lower. Obviously, the qualification rate in uh, currently is 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 higher. You know, that's that makes sense. But the most important thing and, and the reason why people are getting so hung up about, um, you know, the, the 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 sorry, the reason why I think the house prices are coming down is to maintain the same level of monthly payment. Because when you plug everything into this chart and you look at it at the very bottom of it, the monthly payment
1: is, you know, pretty much the same, right? Yeah, it's actually... Yeah, go by ahead. those numbers, it's eight dollars more expensive.
0: I'm <laughs> sorry. Yes, eight dollars more expensive per month. Uh, you know, and so pe- people are saying, "Oh, well, you know, the the house prices are going to come down even more." Okay, well, sure, the house prices might come down a little bit more, but that's likely going to be a result of the interest rates going up, and the interest rates are going up, and as a result, the monthly payment's going to be about the same, the same, right? Like, yeah. Before working in the real estate industry, I worked in a car dealership. And it was it was it was I'll say it, it was a Ford dealership. And every summer, we would do Ford Family Pricing, right? And you know what happened during Ford Family Pricing? You got to buy the vehicle for the same price as somebody who worked at the at the car dealership. Or, or or worked in the plant, and that was wonderful. And you know, Ford family pricing would st- typically take place in 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 the um, uh, in the summer, July and August. Okay, and so I'd do a payment for somebody on a truck on June thirtieth, where they didn't get the big uh, 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 manufacturer discount, but the rate was lower, right? The the, the posted rate was lower. And then on July first, they'd get or July second, because that day was a holiday. Uh, I would do the payment for the person and, you know, the, the, the discount would be huge, but you know what they did? They bumped up the rates and you know what happened to the payments for that same truck?
1: They were about the same, right? You know, so a house doesn't right? lose.
0: Right. So, you know, yeah. if, if, if you want to live in a house that's average and drive a truck that's average, you're probably going to be paying about the same money per month. Right. And it's the the things I think that are hurting people right now is that there's other stuff that is going up in price, right? Gas is getting more expensive. Maybe you're not driving a truck anymore. You know, groceries are more expensive. Everything's everything's
1: feeling like it's 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 pushing and twisting, right? I'm I'm of the mind I'm of the mind that you know um, it's it's not a, yes, mortgages are are it's the highest rates we've seen in over ten years, right? Um, when I started this business, we were coming out of, we were coming out of, uh, five and a half and six and a half percent. Yeah. So it's not like this has never been here, but what we're, but it's a, it's a ma- it's a perfect storm of stuff where we've, where, you know, through whatever policies blame whoever you want, however you want. I'm not here to tell you how this works, but the prices have gone, have skyrocketed. Now rates have caught up, which makes it tough. But the other things that were tough in the time is the fact that, you know, cars, I say it on my on my uh, social all the time. Cars kill deals. The the like our car, our our car payments are insane. Yeah. The access to unlimited credit is wild. Um, and easy, simple credit. And that kills that kills people's, you know, disposable income. Wage is not increasing. Another thing. Of course it is, right? All that stuff combined. It's not necessarily the house. It's a lot of the, it's the majority of it, in my opinion, is the other things, right? If we can tackle that, then and then the house stuff is fine. And people say, well, no, that's not true. I see it every day. I have clients who have big debt loads and now can't do things. I have similar clients who make less money, but don't have big debt loads, and they're just fine. It doesn't feel great, right? We're comparing two, pardon me, shitty situations, but- <laughs> It, but I mean, that that does balance that does balance itself out to a point. So I'm not telling people like, you know, one of our elected officials to stop watching Netflix. I don't mean that it's it's watching it's it's the it's all the other stuff that I think is impacting our household budgets and stuff way more than just the rising interest rates. Yeah. So it's just again, it's the numbers that tell the story not the feeling about the numbers.
0: And and they, they do tell a really clear story. Um, let's take a, a quick break. We'll do a quick word from our sponsor here and uh, we'll jump back into a quick uh, Q&A uh, in the second half. This has been uh, great so far. Uh, of course, uh, as always, guys, uh, hit that like button, subscribe button and share this with a friend who's looking. If you'd like to schedule an appointment with either of us, you can click the Calendly link uh, below. And um, yeah, we'll see you on the other side. This episode of the Real Collective podcast is brought to you by Real Collective. Real Collective brings together best-in-class real estate agents and collective experts in the field to deliver the best possible service to our clients. We govern ourselves with honesty, open-mindedness, and compassion. With diverse skill sets, our agents are able to better serve a wide array of clients, including first-time buyers, first-time sellers, transferees, estate sales, investors, and rural, vacation, and luxury properties. Authenticity and transparency are pillars of our process, which allows us to put our clients at the center of everything we do. Our years of experience and knowledge allow us to deliver prestigious service and optimal results. If you are interested in buying or selling your home, contact us today at realcollective.ca. Welcome back, everybody, to The Real Collective Podcast. As always, I'm Sean and Today, joined with Kyle Miller from Mortgage Brokers Ottawa. Kyle, I didn't ask you, how can people
1: find you? Oh, I hope, I hope they can find me because I seem to put myself out there. Uh, Socials are there. So I'm on TikTok, Instagram. Find me on my Facebook page. Usually just Kyle Miller, mortgage agent, mortgage broker, it'll be there. Should be fairly high on Google. Otherwise, I'm not doing my job properly. Uh, Throw my email down there. If you want, Kyle It's there. There's a phone number I could give you too, but that'll be listed somewhere, I'm sure. Easy peasy. Awesome. All right, guys, as always, if
0: you are liking what you're seeing, hit the like button, share this with some friends who are interested in finding out more information about mortgages and prices in Ottawa, the whole real estate game. Um, And uh, hit that subscribe button so you can keep up to date and see some new properties before they hit the MLS and some pretty... Funky videos, if you ask me. Uh hit us up on uh Apple Podcasts and Spotify as well. Uh, so we talked a lot about mortgages in the first section. Uh we're gonna do a little bit of a QA here in the in the second section. Um, so 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 you know, a lot of people, Kyle, are coming up and they're saying, you know, is now a good time to buy? And and it, I think that's that's the question everybody wants to know. People want to
1: time the market, right? So is it a good time to buy now? Um, and again, this sometimes this can be a matter of opinion, but I don't think there's ever I don't think there's a bad time to buy as long as you can afford it like and that's not maybe that's cliche, but the Ottawa market has proven, and this is so specific, right? like this is Ottawa we're not yeah. talking gta yeah. or g v a or anything like that. The Ottawa market has proven time and time again that we can weather the storm because of the because of all the economic factors we have with lots of government tax massive rebounding right we have five six big hospitals here so there's good unionized stable positions there all the schools and teachers who are relatively you know overall good wages we could argue about that too but that's different stuff at the end of the day same with the hospitals we'll skip both of those (laughs) yeah we skip both of those skip both of those but it's uh yeah different podcast but it's like all of that has proven time and time again that overall we're very stable, right? And there's been discussion that auto has finally come into its own from a pricing and value standpoint, which again, timing kind of sucks because of the way the rates have gone. But that's probably not forever either. So is now a good time to buy? <clears throat> I think we just showed on that chart. I don't think it was the worst time to buy from a from a payment standpoint. Right, If you can afford it, there's always going to be an argument about equity and price value changes and people being underwater and things like that, 100%. And those are their own specific issues. But from a payment standpoint, we've already shown no one was better or worse off over the last eight months to, to buy. So if you're living there, going to live there for a while, five, seven years, yeah, I don't think you don't. I I don't see a reason why not to if you can qualify and do it. Yeah,
0: I I I think you know I I I'd, I'd argue, and again this is this is my personal opinion that uh, you're better off buying based on. I mean, if you want to time the market, you're supposed to buy low and sell high. This is, I mean, basic grade ten economics. <clears throat> One thing that you can't control, none of us can control, is what the interest rates are doing. Right, so you know they they're 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 higher as high as we've seen in the last ten years now. Um, but there's chatter about moving forward, them coming down. We've even started to see them come down a little bit on the fixed. Right, so if you want to time the market, you're supposed to buy low, sell high, go.
1: But I was going to say I was I thought you were going to say what was in my head, which was I think if you want to time something, in in our case here, you're trying to put yourself you're trying to time your your next interest rate move, your next mortgage move, right? So if we're let's assuming you're living in your house, it's the place you're gonna stay for a good while, right? Yeah. <clears throat> what you're trying to do is keep yourself in a position to be mobile enough to get a better interest rate when it happens, <clears throat> not pay a huge penalty, which can come with you know interest rates changes, obviously. So, you know, just blindly saying like five years is the way to go, because that's what I do, right? I don't think that's a good move right now. You want to time, okay, we know this is where it is. We know they're in the high, they're in the high, low 5s to mid 5s, maybe if you're lucky a little bit of a low 4, right? But how long can we sustain that as a, as an individual household? How long do we can we do that if they're going to come to, and what do we when do we think they're going to come down? Because we want to be in a position to move to that new lower rate and payment potentially and situation. As soon as we can, so we're not stuck. So we're not stuck on the lo- on a longer on a longer trend of higher payment and getting out of that costs you more. Because what ends up happening, and it's counterintuitive, when interest rates drop, in essence, penalties go up. Mm-hmm. As interest rates rise, penalties go down. So right. people that in the so people that are in the five and a halfs and they're like, "Whew, I locked it in," and when rates drop back to four eight four seven. In whatever, we'll talk about that probably in a sec, right? And they want to get out, they're gonna get they're gonna get jammed with that penalty. Right. So yeah. when that happens, now you're adding that to your mortgage, most likely. So now you're borrowing more money at a lower interest rate, but the difference doesn't matter. It's still the same payment. That's yeah, same, same so, thing Yeah, 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 yeah. So if you're timing anything, you're trying to plan for the most opportune time to be able to switch out of what you have into something better. So that's, I guess, the way I would put it.
0: So whatever, whatever mortgage product you're picking up now, find the one that gives you the flexibility
1: to move when the timing is right. Yeah, like I'll use myself for an example. We were doing renovations at the house, and mortgage came up for renewal and maturity, whatever. So yeah, just fire me into the best variable rate that we have, and we did because when we were because we knew we were going to refinance to consolidate some debt, finish some renovations, and whatnot. The penalty on a variable is typically substantially less at three months interest than a fixed. So I'm not going to take a five-year fixed, even though it was lower at the time. I'm not right. taking a five-year fixed. I don't need to get smoked on a penalty. Yes. Right. Yeah. Someone out there is going to say, ah, oh, but you could blend and you could do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that. But <laughs> in, to keep it simple, right? Yeah. We're just we're going to take the variable. And now my variable's higher <laughs> than everything else. Yeah. But When prime starts to drop, I'm also going to be the guy that gets the lower payment first because it's going to happen automatically. Yeah. So it's it's for me that was my roll of the dice, but that's the balance. And 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 yeah, and and
0: and the real the real conversation now is is about cash flow. Is how do you how do you how do you weather the next X amount of time before the rates do start to come back down, especially from a variable perspective, right? Like a lot of people are focused on cash flow. Um, it. It leads into the next conversation because the main question that a ton of investors have is about cash flow, right? And I think investors, especially on the low end, have really been driving our market. And investors are all kind of sitting on the on the sidelines saying, I'm not going to buy right now because I can't buy a, a house and get cash flow out of it. Even some of the SDU conversions don't make sense because the purchase price price. Plus the cost of renovations is not going to get you your either your cash flow or the ARV that you need to be able to refi and and for that to make sense. So it's a it's a tough spot for investors, uh, but end users I think are are you know are, are primed uh, to make some good purchases in the next little while. What do you what do you have in terms of predictions? Like what do you th- when when will rates come back down or or what are we going to see in terms of rate changes moving forward into 2023? And again.
1: Nobody knows. What yeah. do you think? So yeah, if we start with, I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> if I had an opinion about it, yeah. right? We were at a we were at a mortgage national mortgage broker conference in early October and got to speak, got to sit in with uh Benjamin Tall, who is a CNBC economist. Yeah. He's kind right. of like the economist economist. he's super dry, but he's funny for an economist. Anyways, we were talking, he was he was going through what his predictions were, and I agree with him and I'm kind of regurgitating. So we're gonna go with that as I agree with his prediction, and that's kind of what I'm running. Um, he his thought was and his encouragement to the Bank of Canada was you've got a terminal a terminal rate, overnight rate of 4.25 to 4.5, which is literally where we are today. So exactly. Overnight rates at four and a quarter. We might see another bump to, to 4.5%, which means, and at that point, they're probably gonna hold off. <clears throat> Why? Because they're they're just they're trying to tame inflation. Tiff has said that, right? We're just whatever we can do to bring this stuff down, it's what we're gonna do. But inflation's a lagging indicator. It takes three to six months to figure out if you've actually done it. And quote, Ben Tall, he was saying it's it's typically six months from the peak. So yes. if we think we've peaked now to January, we're not even gonna know we've peaked until like June. Yeah. So if they feel that they've done it, They're going to keep that. They're going to keep everything steady, which means they're not going to move. They shouldn't move anything after January if they even do. And then we're going to hit June. We're going to look back and say, "How did we do? And what are we doing?" And and they say we're doing well. We think we've got it. The odds are they're going to say, "Great, let's keep it. Let's keep it there," because historically, what the what the central banks have done, again, just regurgitating slightly here, is they've they'll overcorrect. On trying to on on the trying to tame inflation, so it'll ram the rates right up. But then the minute they fee, see a little bit of relief, they drop them too quick, and everything just goes right back up again. Right. So they know that. Hopefully, are learning from that and saying, "Hey, look, we did a great job. Yep, and now we're going to keep doing a great job, and it's going to stay." So, what does that mean? Probably don't see any any real any real. Um, relief significant relief in terms of the prime rate dropping probably till end of 2023 maybe even into 2024 and then it'll start to come down and, and get a little bit more back to the to the normal and from a from a fixed rate standpoint we'll see how that how that the bond market reacts to that because the bond market will react to someone sneezing on a Wednesday and just be like oh I thought this was going to happen and then well, it all changes and then Stuff goes nuts, so we'll see what happens there. But then we could start seeing the, the fixed rates start to slowly grind down out through 2023 into 2024. So currently, like I'm not doing very many five-year fixed mortgages, and Canadians love those, and they're priced to love them. Right. We're look, we're definitely encouraging people to look at the two and the three-year, and we've seen a change in that too. Two-year money is more expensive than five-year money, right? But three-year money is kind of sitting right in the middle. Yeah, so yeah. The banks are playing the game. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. playing the game and they and they know. Um and that's so that's kind of what I'm feeding off of and looking at. And again, I think if there's anything we've seen that could change on a dime. Yeah. Good or bad. So again, trying to time it at a two or a three year fixed, if that's what you're feeling, because you can't you can't manage and, and I mean this with the utmost respect. Some people just mentally can't handle the fact that they're going to get a letter every other month saying my payment's going up again, my payment's going up again because they ah. want to sleep at night. Good for you. Sleep at night. That's fine. Right. So, so, um, so what we'll see is you take that shorter term to leave yourself the opportunity to get out of the higher side of things into the new lower side of things sooner rather than later. And hopefully that gives you the relief that you need. That gives you the opportunity to take advantage of the the lower price
0: and the potential for a a lower rate that's coming down the pipe. What about people who bought at the peak and they're freaking out and they they bought with variable and they just keep seeing these things? Are we seeing people in a, like going into default or people who are in an underwater position? What like what's what's
1: the advice that we're giving to, to these people? There's a couple of things there, and it's it's very nuanced. Like it's easy for media to spout out like. I saw an article the other day that's like this many thousand people are underwater on their mortgage. Okay. Like, okay. That's, is that false? No. But it's also not like our system is designed and set up to weather that storm. And what I mean by that is most people hear the words, you're underwater in your mortgage, and like the banks knocking at the door the next day. Understand this the banks don't want your house, they are not property managers. Like they, they don't like repos. They hate them. It's too long. It's too expensive. It costs them more money. They can't even get any profit out of it. They could only ever sell your house for the, the like to recover their loss at best. So they're not even making any money. So they don't want to kick you out. Right. Yeah. So what typically will end up happening is you just have to you're going to do your best because you can't say it's always going to work. You're going to do your best to renegotiate with your lender. Right. We've already seen, I'll use TD as an example. Because it's just easier. Td has a has a static payment variable. And we've seen, and what that means is at the time, the time you had a rate and you fixed your payment. But as the variable rates increased, your payment didn't. So you were just gaining all this extra interest. Well, extra interest, really? At the end of the day, just translates to a longer amortization. And eventually there's a cutoff point called the trigger rate where the bank says, hey, you got to start paying more because your amortization has gone from 25 or 30 years to now 40 or 50, right? Well, they can do that because it's their money. They can sit there and say, okay, fine. This is what your payment is now. Yes, it's a big shock to the system of the borrower, hundred percent, but they're not coming to take the house. They're just asking you to say, we need to pay more. And if you can't, what can we do? Because they could, I mean, ultimately, they can do whatever they want and fix that. And if it's an insured mortgage to CMHC or Sagen or Canada Guarantee, they have systems in place where they're allowed to allow the banks to re-amortize, now, just came out the other day, back up to 40 years if they had to. Wow. So you can't buy and get 40-year amortization, but you can call your insurer you and call the bank directly and say, what can we do? I need some payment relief. And they'll fix it up. Because it's built into the background of stuff. People just think you pay this fee to CMHC and then just like, because we, to be honest, we don't give a lot of details about it. But it's a pro, there's programs built in for, for people who are on financial duress situations like this. You can work with them to do it because they don't want to kick you out. They right. don't, right? That's, that's good to know. That's a whole other podcast right there. Uh, but, I
0: keep this, that, that's, that's good, uh, we have, uh, talked about a bunch of stuff. I, I, I think this has been super helpful. Um, and I, and I, I'm, I'm, Glad that uh, we had a chance to, to to jump on and to do this. Um, so yeah, people can uh, find you on the socials. We'll post uh, some of them below uh, your photo here, below my photo here, and uh, as well down in the comments on YouTube. So if you're listening to this on uh, uh, Spotify or Apple Podcasts, click over to the YouTube channel, find all the details, and you can see those beautiful visuals that we shared. You can stop and uh, screen grab them and and, and save them uh, in your in your database and and, and in your photos and 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 really analyze it if you want questions about it hit us up um, as always uh, click the button uh, schedule an appointment a calendly appointment if you'd like uh, and uh, share this video like the video subscribe to the channel all of those wonderful things and, and until next time keep it real collective i'm in